0: Well, tragedy has struck in the heart of Alabama with the loss of Mayor Bubba Copeland, uh, who is also a Baptist pastor. This is a tragic situation where no one wins and there's a, a lot of speculation uh, about the cause of his decision to end his life. Some of that speculation includes uh, our motives for publishing the article. So bringing Jeff Poor on, he's the editor-in-chief of 1819 News, and we're going to have the discussion about the decision-making process to publish that first article. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome everyone to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast where we're pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. Uh, We have a very important episode for you guys this week. There's been um, a big national news saga that's had 1819 News right at the heart of it. Uh, We've been uh, taking many arrows for some decisions that we made to to run a story uh, regarding the mayor uh, and uh, the mayor of Smith Station, Alabama, uh, and the pastor of uh, First Baptist Church, Phoenix City. Uh, we had to make a difficult decision, and Jeff and I are going to jump on and really just walk through, basically explain the entire situation, to everybody, in case somehow you've been buried under a rock and didn't see everything that's been going on. Uh, we will run that down, and then we're going to really jump into why we chose to run the story uh, and see where the conversation goes from there. So, um, got with me, um, the editor-in-chief of 1819 News, Jeff Poor. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. So where to begin? So last Monday, October 30th, a tip was given to us that the mayor of Smith Station, Alabama, and pastor of First Baptist Church, Phoenix City, Bubba Copeland, was living a double life as a trans person, posting graphic photos dressed in drag, encouraging young people to transition, and writing extremely graphic, homoerotic trans fantasy on public forums. So we got that tip that Monday investigated, uh, all evening Monday began writing the story and continuing to look into it all day. Tuesday about 9 PM, Jeff and I began to debate and deliberate on whether to run the story or not. We decided to publish the story uh, and continued to dig and found, uh, that he published a homoerotic story of stalking a woman and, and assumed her identity through transing so he could kill her and have sex with her husband Turns out the woman he stalked and murdered in the fiction was a real person and Phoenix City business owner that was close friends with his wife. This stalker, murder, slasher, fiction fantasy story was published on a public porn blog. He was also posting pictures of children on porn sites. Children were not nude or involved in sexual behavior. Uh, However, they were posted without the parents' permission, and they were posted on a meme that was encouraging children to transition their gender And he used the picture of, I believe, a 14-year-old boy from his community and then like a 17- or 18-year-old girl and made it look like that boy transitioned into that girl. But really, it was just two completely separate people uh, from his community that he took their pictures without their permission or their parents' permission and put them in this meme. And the meme said, take the shots, get the implants, become the whore. So that's bad. Uh, and then last Friday, um, around 4.30, a well check was ca- uh, called in for Copeland. And Lee County Sheriff deputies responded to that. They identified his car and attempted to stop the vehicle. This turned into a low-speed pursuit. Once Copeland stopped, we have been told um, that Copeland got out brandishing a firearm uh, and shot himself, taking uh, ending his life. So there is... The rundown. Um, we've written four stories on this, but where we really want to go to, where we the heat, and I'm talking heat. Uh, we, I'm seeing stories written about this in Mexico, the UK, India. Uh, Jeff and I have been reached out to by Washington Post, Guardian, uh, The Daily Beast, NBC, and New York is reaching out to us. Uh, this story has um, shaken shaking things up, uh, in, uh, the, the leftist community. Um, and at the end of the day, I say, we did our job, we did what we had to do. And we're going to dive into, uh, really that conversation that Jeff and I had that Tuesday night. Why did we choose to do this? And so Jeff, I'll let you go first and then I'll jump in as well.
1: Well, so, and kind of kicking off here, we didn't seek this story out. It came to us. A tip came to us. Correct. And okay. So, you know, what do you do with it? And, and, you know, anybody watching this, if you work for a media outlet, we get tips all the time. You know, some you take, some you don't take. And, but you at least kind of go through the consideration, go through the process. And this is where we were. Okay. We get this tip. and, And just because what we reported, maybe we, I should say this, just a part of it's reported, or maybe we left some on the table. And left that out of it. But nonetheless, we get a tip. It comes to us. We didn't wake up on Monday morning last week and we're like, hey, let's go find some um somebody going through this or whatever this lifestyle, whatever you want to categorize it, and go pick on them or whatever. That that wasn't at all and that's the way it's kind of being framed, but but just to let you know that's where we started. Yeah. And then we get it. We assign a reporter, Craig Munger, um, to do it, and he really gets into it. And really, you know, it's it's all of this. By the way, guys, it's on Reddit, a publicly available site. It wasn't surreptitiously obtained. Um, you know, it wasn't like this guy was doing this behind the closed doors, behind the walls of his bedroom with his wife or whatever. No, 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 no. He was doing this and uploading it to a publicly uh, available website, not by a paywall or anything like that. So public
0: right. figure, public forums. We didn't, we didn't Mission Impossible to, into his house and grab his diary. Uh, right. We didn't send a private investigator out to his house to take pictures through the windows or anything like that. Public figure, public forums. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so and then from that point, okay, well, there's something here. This is we were able to corroborate a lot of the tip and figure out that it was him. And we went through it, and we were able to piece a lot of this together. And uh, and we finally get to a point where we start putting a story together. And We're still not sure if we're going to go with it, but let's, let's, let's write it, see where it goes. Let's take a look, and then let's reach out to the subject. In this case, it was Bubba Copeland for a comment. Well, Mayor Copeland, in our initial discussion with him, first denies it and then right away admits to it. He admits to it. Uh, says, you know, talks about it. It was him, and then it gets he gets a little desperate, but acknowledges it was him. And we go from there. We get a comment from him. So at that point, here is the discussion: Is this a story? He's a public figure. Is this the kind of story that you do? And I mean, this is the last line of defense. Brian and I are having this discussion, and here is kind of how we came to it. Uh, he's a double public figure. He is a pastor of a First Baptist Church, and he is the mayor of Smith Station, Alabama. Not a big town by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a small town either. It's growing, and it's got a big high school. It's a significant place municipality in Lee County. So it, we, we we start with the question, well, he's mayor. Does what any of this impact his job as mayor? And this is where a lot of the people in the media are trying to make it like, well, there was no sense in this. As long as he's doing a good job as mayor, uh, you guys should have left him alone. I don't know that that's true. I, number one, I don't know that he was doing a good job as mayor. I, I you, know, you hear conflicting things when we, when we started asking that question. Yeah. And he could have been doing a good job, but he could be doing a terrible job as mayor. Was this behavior impacting his job as mayor? And we put that at 50-50. It's unknown, but it could be one way or another. And we put that question aside. The pendulum's right there. When we started talking about the church, and for me, it, it was a little personal. I go to a First Baptist church. My wife and I give money to this church. We trust our child with this church. We try to participate in its ministries. And what if the face of my church, the, the lead pastor, the, the worship pastor, when you go sit down on Sunday in the pews and that guy up there who's, who's preaching from uh, scripture is engaging in this behavior. Do I have the right to know? Should I know that? Yeah. So then that starts to swing in that other direction and it goes, and this is where I, you really, you really look at this story. It goes from a story that what happens if we do it? To what happens if we don't do it so we proceeded with the first story and laid it all out there we didn't do a victory lap you can go back and look that next day um, we, we we declined radio interviews about it we really did not feel really good about this one and that's what happened yeah. and now now we're at the we're now now we're all getting into the next day and mayor Copeland Preaches from the pulpit of his church on Wednesday night, says he did nothing wrong. And I think that's a subjective call. Whatever you want to do with that is fine. But when you do a big story like this, when you put this out there, it's a big splash, it has a ripple effect. And people started coming forward with other details about Mayor Copeland. And we are still getting details about Mayor Copeland, by the way. But this one, this one here, with the the fiction he was writing and the subjects being members of the community and the meme that Brian described all of this i want you to think about this a mayor a mayor a public fi- official in a town is writing slasher erotica pornographic fiction about someone in his community and you're telling me that's not a story that 1819 or anybody should do. You're just wrong. Okay. Yeah. It's unfortunate what happened after this, but in the lead up to that, I feel like we were justified. We were solid ground and we can agree to disagree or whatever, but that's how we came to our conclusion.
0: Yeah. And I think when, you know, you start talking first Baptist church, Baptist pastors, you know, and then you talk about a Baptist pastor that it's encouraging children to transition using a meme that has, 14 year old in the community. So you have the slasher fiction, which is absolutely outrageous of him, um, writing about stalking this woman for a year and taking on her identity, um, through transitioning, murdering her all in an attempt to have sex with her husband. That's out there. Um, like that's crazy out there. But that, then that meme. And so we knew the meme in the like in the beginning stages of this, the fact that he was encouraging children to transition using a meme. We did not know that the children that were on the the, the meme were from his community. So right. tell me if this is right, Jeff. So. We post that and then the parents reach out to us and they're like, dear God, please get my child's face like black the child's face out because we didn't know. We like, I don't know, maybe just grabbed it randomly on the Internet. No, he's taking kids from his community uh, for his church for all we know. We don't know somewhere in his community uh, and putting them in these weird memes that are encouraging uh, children to transition. And I'll say it again, you know, take the shot talking about gender transitioning hormone shot. Take the shot get the implants become the whore. And I won't even talk about the other memes that were right under it on Reddit. Um, you, I mean, you can't even, you can't speak the things that he was writing, um, and not feel like you need to take a shower.
1: Well, yeah, I, I mean, but still, I, you know, whatever you think of that behavior, it is newsworthy. Yeah. And you're just lying. If you don't think it's newsworthy, now what led him to do what he did? I don't know. um, I, I think we're assuming way too much here, or, or the media are, not we, but the the, the media are assuming that uh, this guy just w- had these stories that cast him that, that were in a negative portrayal of him, but they were true, and he went and did what he did. I don't know that, and you don't know that either. Yeah. You're just kinda operating on this assumption of, of causation, and, and it's not necessarily the case. We may never know. But don't assume that, so I, I just the we're not going after the fact here and trying to uh, create some kind of rationale. This was really what happened, and we had real conversations with other people in the business about this. It was a tough decision, but when you make the decision, you stick with it. Yeah. and I, I just at that point, he's a double public figure, and you the people I think at the first Baptist Church of Phoenix City had a right to know what their worship leader was doing.
0: Yep. No, and that's it. Um, I 100% stand behind our reporting. I'm not budging an inch. We, we did exactly what we were created to do. Um, did what I said we would do when we started 1819 news. And and that is tell the truth, no matter come what may. And, um, you know, there's a saying, there's a whole story. I won't go into it, but, um, about telling the truth, even if they shoot bullets at you, well, we're 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 nearing that being a reality right now, um, with the absolute um, meltdown um, of leftists and leftist media, and you know, purple-haired mafia trolls. Um, you know, making crazy threats, threat. You know, taking pictures of our families and posting them, in our addresses, and doxing our offices and our reporters' addresses, and reaching out to his wife. I mean, it has been insane the response, uh, from these people. But what is interesting to me, and I just want to go on record saying I'm actually, um, al.com kind of came after us. How dare we, I feel a little bit like, how dare they to a certain extent, when you really look at the nature of what this guy was doing and then they're trying to make him out to be almost like a George Floyd martyr, um, in this situation. And, um, I don't know, but it, it, it frustrates me to me. Um, this guy was involved in behavior that was completely contrary to what he was telling his constituents and his parishioners. And, you know, to, to go in there and make him out to be a martyr, uh, I think uh, is irresponsible journalism.
1: Well, I I just think it's irresponsible to, to uh, also, in addition to that, what they are doing is doing, they, they, they think they had the moral high ground here. And by operating on these, these, I think false assumptions about how this all played out they're endangering eighteen nineteen employees yeah um i mean it, it's 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 hypocrisy at its worst, and you know it's 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 not as if what they are doing doesn't have consequences either, yeah. so you know they they need to acknowledge that as well, but they won't it, it's this is it just fits in a box for their political narrative for their cultural narrative. And this is the way the mainstream media is doing things, and they're just through looking at the scoreboard and pointing at the scoreboard, yeah
0: no uh it is um yeah and and I, I mean i'm I'm definitely in no way wanna come off uh as a victim in the sense of talking about you know the 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 craziness that has been foisted upon me, Jeff and Craig. Uh, and our offices. Um, But it's, I've never experienced anything quite like it uh, in my years in in media and journalism. I've heard of things, I've seen things, but this is, um, this has been interesting, I guess. I'll just leave it at that. You know, another thing I think is interesting as well, the one thing, every time we have covered um, a gay parade that was a little bit too out there, or James Miller, the, um, the public school teacher in the Huntsville City School System that was placing uh, books intentionally, strategically, and covertly, according to him, placing uh, LGBTQ material in his classroom to groom children. Um, Any of these situations where we expose this type of behavior, everyone comes after us and says, what about the pastors in the churches? You don't go after the pastors in the churches. And it's like, man, I would, you bring me a list with evidence of the pastors in the churches. And we will, no one ever does that. They just say, what about the pastors in the churches? And then we finally go after a pastor in a church. Well, it just happens to be part of their community. And now that's off, off the table.
1: Well, and I mean, I, we, we don't really know what else is out there, but don't assume that there's nothing else out there. Yeah. No, that, that this is where things also get off track that this behavior it, it does raise a lot of unanswered questions
0: yeah. and like um,
1: he, he he has passed it's unfortunate the way he passed but just i i i think maybe a little caution here is warranted
0: yeah and um I want to emphasize a couple of other things too and uh in in this you know who we 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 put out a official statement to al.com that's the only person we put out a only person only group we put out a statement to despite the you know uh, copious amounts of requests from national outlets and everything else uh, al.com much to our dismay is still the media outlet of record in our state so we gave them an official statement Uh, and it named, um, we're praying for uh, the victims and the family, and everyone, you know, freaked out. How dare he say victims? This man was basically John the Baptist in drag, like, you know, he can't, he couldn't have, and so, but I want to walk people through, and specifically what Craig had to go through, and then what the woman that Craig called had to go through in this scenario. So, you you see the slasher fiction thing about him, you know, the, the whole thing went through it, stalking the woman, you know, transitioning into her, killing her so he can sleep with the husband. Then Craig Googles her name and is like, oh my gosh, this person really exists and she has a business in Phoenix City. We have to call her and let her know. And so Craig calls her and imagine what that woman must have felt like to hear one of her friends' husbands who happens to be a mayor in the area whether it was her mayor or not whether it was her pastor or not i don't know um but a civic leader in her area uh who she is friends with his wife um is riding this slasher porn erotica um and she i mean she melts down and of course she would put yourself in that person's shoes
1: well yeah but but i think the 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 question here is like though no. Is, is that something a media outlet should be doing? And, and I would say absolutely. You're the mayor of your town, and pretend it's your mayor, because I don't think I think some of these people put too yeah. much separation between Smith Station, Alabama, and themselves. Pretend your mayor was writing about you in these graphic terms, and in 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 and public publishing them to a public website. By the way, that anybody can see. Yep. writing about you personally and is going to kill you uh, and, and mentions you by name and wind up with your significant other. And then pretend that's the mayor of your town.
0: Yeah. Imagine.
1: You tell me that that is not a news story. Then you're not doing your job.
0: Yeah. Which we know is true. So, so both are true. It is a news story and they are not doing their job. And that is why 1819 news has, has grown uh, as, as rapidly as we have. And so we'll step from the, 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 the female business owner in Phoenix city who uh, had slasher porn written about her by a mayor in the area. And then we'll move on to the 14 year old boy and, and his parents whose picture was taken without permission and put on a meme encouraging children to transition. Imagine how you felt if you were that boy or that boy's parents, when this story published, Right? I mean, that's, can you imagine?
1: Imagine it's your child. Yeah. I mean, like, so I, I think these are, because it's not just this is some random guy doing this. This is a, a, a leader in the community, a double public figure, a uh, number one, an elected official, and number two, the the face of a Baptist church. You don't see too many things like this happen with a Baptist on the side of the church. Yeah. It is a significant thing that has happened. uh, And it was a news story. So, I mean, like, look, I'm not trying to make some kind of moral equivalency argument or anything like that. I'm just saying, sit down and put yourself in our position. And you really look at this and you think, what happens if I do this story and all the repercussions what happens if I don't do the story? Um, wh- why do people don't ever know about this behavior? What if people don't ever find out about this? What if this just is just allowed to continue on uh, into the future? Yeah. Uh, at some point, I think it would have come out if it weren't 1819 news. At some point, this would have come out maybe in another way, maybe another media outlet. But I think I'm at peace with this that we made the right decision. I am not. Uh, you know, anyway, celebrating the death of Bubba Copeland. I, I just, there's, there's nothing good about that, but mm-hmm. this was a tough one and we really deliberated on it. And that was the reasoning for where we got to where we went with it.
0: Yeah. It was a tough situation all the way around. And I want to mention one more victim was the, the namesake. So um, Bubba's alter ego was Brittany or Brittany Summerlin. Right. And then there was a woman in the community with the name Summerlin, right? That also got dragged into this whole thing. Can you elaborate on that, or can we talk about that?
1: Yeah, and it, it, she has uh, since come very public. She was uh, did a appearance uh, by phone on I um, call George, ABC affiliate uh, WTVM. But I mean, she's a victim, and yeah. she she had her name used uh, by Mayor Copeland. Uh, he just, it was, it was strange that he was picking people out in the community and using them in his writings and using them in his persona. I I just to say that that's not relevant to anything and not for public consumption is is just a a really peculiar way to go about things.
0: Yeah. So let's put ourselves in the position of another news outlet. Let's say eighteen nineteen news doesn't get this lead, but we do let's, let's back up in the time machine and go back. 1819 news is nowhere near the story. We've never heard of it. We've, and again, until Monday, I didn't, I'd never even heard of Smith station or Bubba Copeland. Like neither one I've heard of Phoenix city had never heard of Smith station, never heard of Bubba Copeland. Okay. So let's go back in the time machine to before that the person who brings us the story instead goes to Kyle Whitmire or John Archibald or someone at al.com. Do they run the story?
1: I think they write it and they run it in a way that is critical of the Baptist church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if it's com and, and take out Baptist church and put church of the highlands, they do a front page uh, yeah. major expose on it. These guys are hypocrites and they know it. And, 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 I, and that a lot of the media coming after us here in Alabama, the hypocrisy knows no bounds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, you've got a, a Republican mayor that was shaking hands with Donald Trump at a bapt and goes to a as a pastor of a Baptist church. I mean, they they would have been slobbering to get all over that story, but um I think the fact that we that we got the story and we ran with it, um, and I think that set them, you know, any way they can oppose us they do. So
1: Right. And let me just say this, uh, and and I'm not saying two wrongs make a right or anything like that. I don't think these are wrongs, but uh, these guys who are the loudest voices right now, the guys who are are doing all the moral preening um, in the past have uh, written about uh, uh, former Secretary of State John Merrill, former Governor Robert Bentley. Um you know, the the, the speculated Moore. about Roy Moore's sexuality, speculated about Governor Ivey's sexuality. The same people. And yeah. this is now where they find religion in respecting these uh this, this subject matter. I don't buy it for one moment. This is just shameless opportunism.
0: All right. Well, um, you know, there's who knows how long this is gonna go on. I know from you and I standpoint Over the weekend, we remained silent. Um, You know, Monday, we went on our respective radio shows, you on your radio show, me on Alabama Unfiltered Radio, and kind of came out and said, look, we're not budging an inch. Um, It's unfortunate. This is tragic. There's nothing good that's come out of this anywhere. Um, But we're not backing down. Um, And over the weekend, you know, really out of respect for the family, just didn't want to say anything, just let this be. Um, And we were, you know, just getting annihilated uh, by that the 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 leftist mainstream media. But I am grateful for folks who have jumped on to stand up for us. Big people uh in the state, Leland Whaley, April Marie fogel um, Dale Jackson, um, Rick Rick Burgess. Um right Rick Burgess was right. He was the very first person um, you know, in in Alabama media, though he be much bigger than Alabama, uh, to say, Hey, you know, there's there's some there's some there there um but to uh as WTVM or VTM in Columbus um had the courage to and you're talking about a mainstream media outlet that actually did the story correctly. Ooh, that was something.
1: Well, say this about WTVM. They were they they decided to go with the story before the unfortunate passing of, of Mayor Crof- Copeland, I mean. Yeah. N- they went ahead with the story um about an hour before he uh decided to end his life. So I mean, you know, there's just bad news sometimes, and it has a, an impact on some people in different ways. It's just unfortunate, very, very, very unfortunate that Mayor Copeland did what he did.
0: Yep. Yeah, and and I think it's it's interesting that WTVM did the story because they're in the community. If if anyone has their ear to the ground, sure, we've now developed some sources out there through this story. But those people are right there, and they, you know, so they did the story before bubba passed and then they did the victim story and so these are people who have their finger on the pulse of what's going on there uh and an ear to the ground and so grateful for them and then also matt walsh um man uh he absolutely went uh and swung for the fences um on this uh in support so uh it's been it's i don't know uh, i'm i'm still kind of in awe and in shock and like you know not sleeping a whole lot, um, trying to process all this and um, and and you know stand our ground while also being um, you know real acknowledging that this is a tragedy and I wish it could have been avoided. So
1: well, and I'll say this one more thing about this: uh, the, some of the critics, hey, hey, you guys, you guys at eighteen nineteen just wanted your web clicks, your heartless web clicks. We we don't. Our metrics aren't based on on web traffic, you know, and, and that is just a a. Intellectually lazy thing, criticism to say uh, uh, about what we did. Uh, you know that that is not true. Uh, and, and also, I, I also want to echo what you said about the people who really kind of stood behind us here uh, out in the media outside of eighteen nineteen news because they're not. They know. They know this playbook from the media, particularly the media in Alabama. Look, the national media is going to do its national media thing. I didn't have much uh hope for them. Uh New York Times, Washington Post, Daily Beast, NBC, et cetera. But uh we we knew we knew how the guys at AL dot com and other outlets were gonna go with this. And it's pretty I mean, you, you could have just could have just called it and not even known anything about what was going on.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's right. Well, um, any last thoughts, Jeff, before we wrap it up?
1: No and and look, I, I mean when I say it, our our prayers are really with the people in Smith Station and, and the people, the parishioners, the congregation at the First Baptist Church of Phoenix City. Um I you know, I, I know this has had an emotional toll. We're not we don't live in a vacuum, but the, I do, you know, just know that this wasn't some kind of blind hit job for the sake of sensationalism or whatever. The story was sensational. It didn't need sensationalized. It's a, it's an unfortunate story. But like I said, it, it, it all in the end, it was what happens. It went from what happens if we do the story to what happens if we don't do the story.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's good. And I, I think it's also worth noting, um, what was the... The trans person that was running for office in District Fifty Five, Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia Swain. So if Sylvia Swain gets elected. Everyone elected Sylvia Swain, and then that would just be. And I think where the I want to emphasize where 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 it becomes problematic is that you're pretending to be one thing, uber conservative, Trump, Baptist Christian, all of that. And then absolutely antithetical on a public forum to those things. I, I just feel like that was worth worth
1: noting one last time. But uh, well, I'm with yeah, that, oh, Go ahead. That, real quick, that that's true. But you know, th- this guy was was it was a darker than that. It wasn't yeah. just he had a lifestyle choice, but he 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 had victims. None of this was victimless. That that needs to be emphasized yeah. here. You know. And he may have portrayed himself as one thing and done another thing, uh, and not necessarily represented himself to the voters truthfully. But there were, despite what people want to say, there were. This was not; these acts were not victimless.
0: Correct. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. It has been a, a very heavy week, a very serious week, a very challenging week. Uh, but we will uh, be doing a behind the scenes. We will be talking about the second congressional district race. Uh, the way that they have butchered these maps is absolutely uh, egregious, and it's got uh, it's going to be felt in District 1 with Barry Moore uh, versus Jerry Carl. We're going to dive into the 2nd Congressional District, uh, which is a very interesting, weird, gerrymandered district. So we're going to be jumping into that. Uh, if you're interested in that, make sure, uh, in order to watch this behind the scenes, uh, this overtime content, go to the website, 1819news.com, click the button, become a member. Sign up, support honest journalism, support citizen supported journalism. That would be you, the citizen, supporting the journalism um, so that you can have access to this behind the scenes content and get really cool 1819 News merch. All right, well, um, until next time, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry.